You've made it. You're here. Welcome. All week you've been like, what have they been watching? What are they going to talk about? How did they find it? How are they going to articulate their experiences and how they got on with these suggestions? Why would they be suggesting such things? I thought they were friends. Um, so wait a minute. Would... Is it the cultural content consumption articulate hour? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we appraise things, Jeff. Yeah, listen, it's all about the appraisal and it's not a competition. It's not. But um, I've got a, a new idea, right? Oh, dear. Don't worry, it's really, really low-key. But I saw in the Google Doc, you were like, hey, Jeff's going to talk. Listen, it's very <laughs> early. I just literally, in the prep for this podcast, moving things around on my desk, broke my, uh, my the light bulb of my lamp, so now I'm in the darkness. And I can see your I, face glowing. <laughs> the laptop screen illuminating. But here's a little game to introduce us, because I feel like we might have just the slight beginnings of a little audience now. So here's a little game for you, Christopher and So are you ready? No. It's a little introduction game, okay? No. You have 30 seconds. No. To try and explain our podcast. Go. Welcome to the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour, the podcast where we get our friend to watch something we like, Love and that. then we guess how much they will like it. And if we guess correctly, we win. What we win, we don't quite know. I'm not very happy about it at the moment. <laughs> but other than that, I think that's pretty much what we do. And I have eight seconds to spare. Seven, six, five. (laughs) I don't want to count the rest of this down. (laughs) You did it though. That was Did I do it? (laughs) Does everyone need to hear the alarm sound? Very good. It is 7am on a Wednesday morning. So that is the sound. So I'm thinking about the win side of it, by the way. Because I think previously, in previous weeks, I said if we win, we get to choose what we watch. That will make the podcast really dull if we keep winning. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. For our audience, as we were getting ready for the call... Chris already mentioned, I have things to say, I have ideas to share. Please, please throw that my way a bit slower, and I promise I will wake up mid-sentence. Have one more sip of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> I actually will. Um, say say again, sorry. So, honestly. That, so with, the, with, the, with the guessing how much they like it, we have oh. this ratings thing that oh. we stole from Little White Lies, which I'm always going to keep referencing. Love that. Um, where we guess how much they anticipate they their anticipation of mm. watching the thing or listening mm-hmm. to the thing, mm-hmm. then how much they enjoy it during the thing, and then mm. in retrospect, what they think of the thing. Mm. And we said that if we guess all three of those results correctly, we win. Right. And previously we said if we win, the winner gets to choose what they consume yes. the following week. Yes. But then in practice, if we do that, mm. the following week's podcast is pretty rubbish because he goes, I enjoyed the thing that I wanted to watch. Mm. And there's not much of a debate discussion about it. And I just think, so the winning aspect, we're yet to win. I think we cross that hurdle if we get to it. Mm, or we mm. just total up the wins and the, the ultimate winner of 2023 is the winner. Oh, and wow. Then, this is this is C. And uh, and then we, we keep the whole, just the, the better score you have is the winner. I guess. Listen, you're very Sounds- against this. I want to win a thing. Okay. Last yeah, but, week okay, was a draw. Okay, you can win a cinema trip. <laughs> <laughs> You get, I get to take you to watch something in the cinema. And wait, this year, there's going to be many Marvel things in the cinema that you're not going to want to watch. For the love of Whereas, all Whereas, if you win, you could take me to some M. Night <laughs> thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as as per our game where Christopher very nicely explained the rules with our little 30-second game, he did it in barely 20. Welcome to the Cultural Content Consumption <laughs> Appraisal Hour, where every week <laughs> we are discussing this in-progress podcast and how to improve it or land on a format that actually 
works. Just to play out that thing you mentioned, though, if you won, if you got mm. all the scores completely right, and you're like, okay, brilliant. So, Jeff, I'm going to recommend this thing for you that I was going to recommend anyway. Me, I get to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, mm. uh, some content you, you enjoy in the reg, I feel like, and that was your win. And mm. then next week you're saying, I would still have the review, but you just saying, oh, hey, I enjoyed this, that wouldn't be as juicy. Kind of. Kind of. It ruins the form, messes up the format. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. We need to, um, oh, maybe let's crowdsource this one, okay? Because, <laughs> hey, what's 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 a win? What does that get you? I, I, I think a very simple tallying up thing. I think week to week having a winner come in. I think we're just two teams eternally locked in battle. Just every week, just one-on-one basketball. Best of seven. Just, best of eight, yeah, just best of nine. <laughs> just the, the with the marks on the wall, and so far, yeah. I feel like we're still <laughs> we're four episodes in, and there's no winner yet at all. <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, growing up playing computer games mm. uh, with my brother, mm. I'd often be ten nil behind, mm. and would cons- consistently still play because in my heart of hearts, I mm. thought I could come back. Yes. Well, I appreciate you then passing the torch on to me and just being like, well, I'll take this out on Jeff when we were younger and just you destroying me at video games without giving me any chance either because... At least I've given you the context of why I need to do it. (laughs) I feel like even a young age, I suspected as much. You'd be like, what's the buttons? And I'd be like, there are no buttons. (laughs) Bless you, you had to get some wins. I hear that. Um, Okay, so... How was your week, Jeff? Oh, what a week, Christopher. What a week. Um, it's just I don't know what's going on I don't know if anyone can um, agree with me on this one but January has just been gang fucking busters for movies it's been crazy brother um, so much good stuff um, I think if I had to shout out one or two things in particular I would just I would have to say the uh, the movie Tar has just really stuck with me Imagine, mm-hmm. I still want to be talking about um, the movie After Sun, which I saw in uh, Christmas. But no, yeah. if I had, um, I went to the Prince Charles Cinema to watch a film I hadn't seen for nearly 20 years now, which I've always, which has always remained near and dear to my heart, which was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Aww. I know, and it was beautiful, man. I went and sat in the front row and it was quite, um, it's quite a moving one where you leave something for many, many years. It's, it's different to your pick this week of Moonwalker because that's an actual childhood one. This one for me is more of an adolescence one. But I, you Did know. you just compare Moonwalker to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless in, Mind? In terms of, I feel like the reason you've recommended it, I mean, I did have to watch them both in close proximity. It was both on <laughs> this week. Uh, but yeah, you know, you have these childhood memories and it's quite interesting to revisit. You're doing it through me, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> but for me, watching Eternal Sunshine, it was like, I just remember ba- that being the most intelligent, moving film. And no matter how much um, ingenuity there was with the plotting and the cool, weird stuff, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always re- recollected that the emotional core of the film was like the the best sort of um, rendering of what a relationship really feels like to me. I've always thought that for years. And I felt similar watching it. I thought the acting was brilliant and so much of the way Michelle Gondry directed it. But more than more than when I was younger, I did feel like it was a, a nice, very well put together little puzzle piece. And that's still nice, but it didn't quite hit me with the, the rawness it did when I was 15, 16. And I think it made me think part of a theme of uh, what we're talking about on this podcast, even you talking about your first viewing of Punch Drunk Love, 
it's like uh i don't know if that's me watching something now just with different uh different experiences and being a different age and now there's going to be a certain freshness that's lost just because we're not in yeah. the throes of youth like and the thing is that's when you and i met and we're first experiencing art together and getting into stuff so it's an interesting I, one but i still really I right enjoyed in, it am i right in thinking michelle gondry is also intertwined mm. with radiohead or Ooh. am i imagining that I well feel like- I feel like on a vibes level, sure. But interestingly, we mentioned John Bryan, who took, who was mm. Paul Thomas Anderson's composer for many years before Johnny Greenwood took over, and he composed the soundtrack for Eternal Sunshine. Um, Michelle Gondry might have directed a music video here or there, because that was his main bread and butter before he got yeah. into the movies, was music videos. He might have directed a Radiohead video here or there, but no, in terms of cinematic work, I don't think they've ever collaborated in that way. I was um, thinking more of the director music video thing. Yeah? That's, that's, that's where my head is. Should we actually yeah. look it up? If we say Michelle if you can. Gondry. It's I'm t- good I'm content. Although, while you're doing that, yeah. um, John Bryan is directing something else. Oh, there you I've go. Knives Out. The video for Knives Out, what a, it's a really cool video. I always feel like I don't give not, it the time of not day. The, uh, not mystery. the Mystery. No. Murder Mystery Fun. No. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I feel like I got excited. Tell me. No, but John Bryan's doing... Mm. I've never heard that name until you mentioned it mm. um, when we're talking about Punch Drug Love. And yes. then that name came up again recently mm. because someone is in a movie that they did the score for and they got really excited about it. And now I can't for the life of me remember what it was. Oh, nice. Which doesn't help. Content. So it's it's a new film coming out? I think so. Oh, I need to give more context for you becoming a big John Bryan fan. He also was the like one producer who worked on um, lots of Fiona Apple albums back in the day. Like that was his oh, whole thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So listen, we're both big Fiona Apple people too. So that's pretty awesome. Um, let's see. Let's see. He did Lady Bird, which I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Lady Bird? Yeah, I've seen Lady Bird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's um, Circles, Western Stars, da, da, da. lots of albums. The John Bryan episode where we talk about John Bryan. <laughs> he did this, the film score for John Mulaney. How do you even, for a stand-up special, what's that about? <laughs> Probably just did the, the theme for the intro or something, I don't know. Um, for me, uh, there's a film called I Heart Huckabees that um, he actually did like faux folk songs for. And there's this one called Knock Yourself Out that I think plays over the end credits that to this day is one of my favorite songs. I'll often whack that on while running. Okay, listen. My, uh, if you let me talk about my week long enough, I'll end up talking about my childhood. And okay, so should we flip it, flip it? <laughs> Please, Christopher, <laughs> how was your week? Anything you consumed you liked or didn't like? Well, you were talking about all the, the bangers in the cinema at the moment. We've got Fablemans and things like that. We've got yes, Avatar, indeed. we've got all these great movies, and I watched an absolute corker okay. the weekend. I feel like you're leading me up for um, on. Leading me up the garden the movie, path. I watched the movie Megan, which... <laughs> 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 to be fair, I felt very left out of this conversation. There is Twitter buzz that's buzzing. Tell me. Well, it was an absolute joy. Uh, I think what? one of the funniest movies... <laughs> I've really? watched that okay. in a long time. I'll be I, honest, now that you're saying this, I think my main takeaway from all the buzz has been, I don't understand. So yeah, help me. I, there's a fine line between being a horror movie 
and being something like scary movie oh, or dear. whatever. Those are the genres. I had no well, idea. <laughs> well, well, there's that there's, there's smile where you don't sleep for right. many weeks. Yeah. And then there's this where I spend more time laughing than being scared in the cinema. Oh, oh. And I'm really hoping that's what they were going for because it right. was spot on. What was the vibe of, in the cinema? Was other were other people enjoying it on that level? There was a, a smattering of another five or six people in the cinema. I don't okay. know what they were thinking because me and. <laughs> Nah, I'm going to have to beep that again. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we were in the, the row C. Couldn't okay. see anyone in front of us. And yeah. if anyone was behind us, they would have just seen me cackling because I had a great time. I thought it was this, this little AI girl was just coming out with one-liners. <laughs> I was having a, having a wonderful time. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> then, then she did a little dance all over TikTok. SNL yes. did a sketch. SNL Tick. did do the sketch. That was one that I was like, do I need to give him some context? You're out here actually seeing Megan at the cinema. No context needed. Uh, yeah. Was it a... Uh, because, yeah, that's now in my head. It's like the the, the, the gays love Megan. That was the sketch, right? Yeah. The, the camp people. And, like, it was really funny. And I was like, is that anything that's got relevant? That's nothing to do with the movie, really. Do with that. Okay, great. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, uh, Just funny, yes, tragic know. start to the movie. A child's in a car crash and both their parents die. She goes to stay with, I think, her mum's sister Mm. who works for a toy company that make amazing gadgets. And then she creates an AI sort of Mm. robot friend for Mm. her niece Mm. um, to try and make her happy. Mm. And then niece goes bad. Okay. Niece gets gets overprotective. Uh. Um, And yeah. Okay. If it it succeeds, (laughs) I feel like it's because it doesn't think it's anything beyond what it is. And that's what I'm... It's weird. Right. I'd love to talk right. to the creators, producers, yeah. and go, what was your goal for this? Because I think you've you've nailed it in my mind, unless this wasn't what you were going for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings us so nicely to some of today's reviews. That's such a good point. What were you actually going for? Um, <laughs> would, would you like to kick us off? Or would you... Would you... I, I think based on yeah, <laughs> what, the I words see. you just said, yeah. what do you think Michael Jackson was actually going for? Oh, great. Michael Jackson, Moonwalker. Yeah. Now, I haven't watched this movie in a while and I mm. just wanted to... In, in my head, mm. there are so many pieces to this film and I can't oh. necessarily remember the exact order that they so, start in. So you're... Okay, you're literally piecing together fragments of a childhood memory... And you Which, haven't gone up and looked up anything or anything like that? No. I mean, okay. I recall movie starts. Sure. He's, you see his feet walking across a floor. Yeah. Um, sparks start appearing from his socks. He does a mm. little spin, mm. lands on his toes. We then move to a really passionate performance of Man in the Mirror. For some reason, that's how the movie starts, yep. <laughs> if I remember yep. rightly. Yep. And within like 30 seconds, it starts flash cutting to like pictures of like Women Nelson screaming. Mandela and Martin Luther King and Ronald Reagan and I was like what the fuck (laughs) so yeah okay you're remembering the beginning and then a lot of it's a blur yes well then there's a child doing the bad video then oh wow you're remembering a lot yeah yeah, yeah. I've watched it multiple times okay then Mr. Moonwalker what the fuck happens next then (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what happens directly after Oh, do you um, know why? Because it makes no fucking sense. That's why. Because I was like, oh, this kid's quite cute doing the bad video, taking forever. And then just, that's done. Okay. Okay, listen. I've been looking forward to this for a, a long time this week. It feels like I've been waiting months to talk to you about this. I'll start with this. Just a very Go simple, on. and I, you don't even have to, it's, you don't have to answer this question, but I need to ask it to you and then I'll move on. Yeah. How dare you 
I don't know if that's a question, but how dare you? I've been waiting a while to say that to you. I can't believe you did this to me because something since smile. And by the way, you mentioned the whole smile not being able to sleep thing. The more time that goes on in terms of the retrospective rating at the end or just how you feel about it longer after, like, I feel like that wasn't as bad as we've made out. And I didn't need to do the whole thing with the hiding and the not yeah. having a bigger screen. Moonwalker, on the other hand, you <laughs> made it difficult for me okay i am trying to full screen i'm trying to live my life i am an adult i have things to do <laughs> and i was just i haven't been as tempted for quite a while to be like can i just check the news i want to check the weather this whatever this, <laughs> whatever this is doing to me i want to make the screen smaller and put it in the corner i don't mean to be hateful i'm going to come back around to a more fully rounded appreciation I but think my scores on, are wrong already <laughs> on wikipedia it calls it now this this already helps fills me with more forgiveness it yeah. calls it an experimental anthology musical film all right ah that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> so but i mean no i take all that back straight away i i figured out that what that's what it was because it was a few music videos trying to string string it all together with some sort of you know a man a man child with glue and scissors trying to have some sort of plot to string these music videos together and then he's running away <laughs> from these people who want to take photos of him and then he finds a bunny costume in the thing so he puts yeah. a bunny hat on and he becomes a bunny cartoon and they run away but then a cop finds him and then him and the bunny have a dance off and then the cop's looking for the bunny and then the cop can't find the bunny and then the cop leaves and the bunny had become like a mountain okay listen <laughs> Okay, listen. And then yeah. the film starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that was like the big emotional twist of the film. Okay, I need to just, before I hate on it too much, um, <laughs> I, like, I feel like he's a controversial guy these days and it's sad and lots has gone on. Oh, I meant to send you um, news both now relevant to the pod and just for you that I think Anton Fuqua, who's this director who's done like Training Day and a few Oscar winning films, he's now directing a new biopic of... Uh, Michael Jackson, and I think Jermaine's son is going to play Michael. Have you seen that news? I think I saw that news, yeah. That's pretty cool, because just looking at the fo uh, the picture of him, I was like, oh, that would work. And apparently it's not going to shy away from the things. And I'm like, oh, great, that's going to be a fun film. But fair enough, because if you're trying to just um, iron over it in this day and age, like people would just mm. shout at it, right? So, okay, with that said. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they shied away from everything for Bohemian Rhapsody, and people still love that movie. Oh, they did? Now this is but this is a funny have you not one. Seen it? No, still haven't seen it. Out of that okay. and Rocket Man, I finally went for Rocket Man. I still haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. They shy away from what? But I just they don't really get into the gay the, the meat, yeah. Of okay, of bless them. Stuff. It was mm, kind of very PG. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, a bit PG, but like, so like, hey, he makes eyes at a man, and then it's like, oh. The mm. end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> really? That's yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Um I see that's that's a funny one. Like I wonder what real Queen slash Freddie Mercury fans made of that, even if it brings more attention and more light to him, and it's a good Rami Malek performance, that's not good enough, is it? Anyway. Mm. Okay, listen, you love Michael Jackson, you always have. I've always felt he's cool, but not nearly loved him in the same way you have. But like, honestly, the beginning 10, 20 minutes of this film, I was like, I literally feel like I'm watching like propaganda for a politician. It was all just about how like Michael Jackson is the best thing that has ever happened in the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure he's fine. Um, 
But Careful, Jeffrey. <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is yeah, the yeah. thing. Is that I already feel like you're almost just by pressing play, you're almost like I'm part of the super fan club. And to watch mm. it from more of a, I'm not a super fan, but I can appreciate. And then just the way the plot starts falling around you, the second it almost comes together, then it falls apart and it comes together and it falls apart and then they bring joe pesci on to be like the super villain because i i instantly made this connection in my head that may or may not be true that michael saw him in home alone and was like hey i love that guy and then he's the super villain in this thing and he just has nothing given to him nothing he gets to he's in a cave of spiders if i remember rightly he is and he has some the the best top knot that you please have to work into your routine at some point um but he just keeps calling people cockroaches and keeps saying, get him, get him. And he sort of, I think I even clipped it out on my phone in a video to, to send you. I think his whole plan is to get all the kids of the world on drugs. Yep. <laughs> you do remember. Yes. Uh, then, there's, a, there's a good shot of a syringe. I won't avoid there, if I is, there is. But then there's just a lot of, he's just trying to kill Michael Jackson. And then occasionally music videos happen. Okay. I, um, and then he turns into a car. He does, that weird Transformers thing does happen in the end. Now, I feel like a lot can be laid at the feet of the year this film was made. It's the year Mm -hmm. of my birth. I feel like it's a year before the year of your birth. It's 1988. Um, See, after my birth. After your birth. Apologies, you are a lot older than me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Careful of the audio levels, mate. Um, Michael Jackson was the biggest star in the world at the time. So, of course, you had to cash in and make stuff like this happen and isolated that bad video with the kid was really cute i ain't Mm -hmm. even hating on that some of the bits isolated are pretty fantastic it's almost like why didn't you just stick to anthology musical film where they're next to each other without any attempt at like stringing them into some sort of plot because yeah on a certain level it was actually quite funny similar to Megan and which is why I made the connection I don't I think he was going for something quite glorious and (laughs) it wasn't quite that for me but hey there's lots to appreciate it's a very interesting one to come back and talk to you about it because as you say careful Jeffrey it's like he is your guy and it's like the more I talk about it with you rather than someone else (laughs) it's like okay if me and you if if I'm talking to you about this new guy I met that annoyed me and he's like your best mate yeah. The more I talk to you about him, I'm just going to start leaning towards more sympathetic and nice takes. Whereas if I was talking to someone else, I'd be like, this fucking guy. So I can't help it. Even just now talking to you, I might be throwing myself off my ratings because I'm trying to see the good. And there is lots good. And I will always say this, going through some of the initial childhood clips, Jackson 5, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Until the end of time, this guy, there's always going to be so much to learn from him and be inspired by on a musical level. Not even trying yeah. to touch that that's a that's a legacy that's uh, amazing etc etc but one thing that stuck to me i just had to share it with you even if you disagree please don't take it the wrong way but something did just strike me during this film of like michael jackson to me in this film is pyrotechnics Mm. he did a cover of come together by the beatles at the end it was a lot of like we're hip thrusting, we're doing our thing, the production is insane, it's always like they have thrown all the money at it and good for them, but like it just did scream to me of like production value. I feel like me and you, the same as um with uh, A Dark Quiet Death and uh, that show the other week, we've always had this bit of an argument about production levels versus just inherent artistic quality by itself and how I think over the years we've come to meet more in the middle on that. 
but I think I almost used to be a hater on production levels at all. Just like record it on a on a shoestring guitar and shout it out your window. That's as good as a platinum selling album. And of course, that isn't the case uh, on whatever scale of success you have. That's those are very different things, right? But there was something about the way this film is just very glitzy, very just it's pyrotechnics it, it made me feel like especially with some of his arena shows which i feel like as a child you were lucky enough to attend one or two and you're probably so grateful and happy about that but like if he was the true inheritor of like the beatles where for a brief while the whole world was equally a big fan of someone in a way that's never going to happen again mm. i guess slightly with with a drake or, or whatnot but like i feel like you're offended even me potentially naming that name right like michael jackson for a while was like the world's favorite but there was something about like, who was he, man? And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so funny to watch such a glitzy little f- uh, ninety-minute thing, and then come away with just this this takeaway of like he was like clearly like a, quite a damaged child and mm. had lots of shit going on. Uh, but like it's almost like a just the most prodigy like lightning inhuman entertainer that no one yeah. could touch on that level. But it did almost make me like feel sorry for him knowing the ending. And I was thinking about the This Is It rehearsals. And yeah, and, um, yeah it's, it's just what an, what an intriguing, sad end and what an intriguing life. But uh, a lot of the a lot of the things I think you loved about him as a kid and probably still do love about him. Um, I think, uh, you know, who is who is the real. Michael Jackson was it was a question that kept popping he, up he, in my he was head. Clearly surrounded by yes men when making right. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically, you said it a lot quicker. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the sort of movie you're watching where everyone's saying, yeah. "Great idea, Michael." <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll turn you into a robot. It's hey, fine. I, I think that's hey. good for for cinema and art. So for it, sometimes not for the whole of their career, but for sometimes mm. someone should be successful enough that it's like, yeah, every idea you have is great. Let's see what happens, and then yeah. you turn out some of that. It's just a very interesting look inside his brain at what he wanted to do. And it's like, for Michael, it probably makes you see, for Michael, he's not watching really nicely put together plots at the cinema. He's watching mm. for big, cool explosions and then a toy rabbit and then a thing. And it's like, yeah. I mean, you- it's, it's very unlikely that this will happen. Mm. But Spike Lee did a documentary called Bad nice. 25, basically all about the Bad Album and his follow-up to Thriller and the pressure he was under to come out with something like that. Mm. Um, it's called Bad 25 because it came out 25 years after Bad came out mm. which was 1987 yes. greatest year ever mm. um, <laughs> and well it's really interesting watching that back and just seeing because pre- not the pressure but it was clear that Michael was like I need to do better I need to do better I need to do better uh-huh. and like but I think there are more number ones on Bad than there are on Thriller I, my mm. mind needs to double check mm. that mm. but and the reason this movie resonates with me is because it was my introduction into Michael Jackson hold as a kid. On, hold on. And without, without the introduction to Michael Jackson as a kid, mm. I would never have got into music. Wow. And that's, okay. That's, okay. that's, that's why it has a place. It's ridiculous. The movie's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, as a yeah. kid, yes. I was watching him dance around in his hat, thinking <laughs> yeah. it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yes. And I spent the next 10 years trying to be a pop star. Realising that I would never be a pop star. Oh, so then I learned right. the guitar and then never became a rock star. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. and, but but that, that's that's pretty much... Wow, okay. This is very of, interesting. That's, that's, from, 
Yeah. Oh, hey, this is a funny one because I like Michael Jackson and I'm a super fan and you're kind of not. This will be funny. It went from that to like, oh, this is actually the whole reason I like music at all. So yep. that's, I mean, giving me, yeah. giving me that as a shock ending. And now I understand why I like production too. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I never really liked music. I just liked pyrotechnics. It's fine. <laughs> Don't do this to me, okay? That's not. And what from I'm a saying. from a. From you being a super Cody Rhodes fan, I'm upset that you wow. you don't like pyrotechnics. <laughs> wow, wow! I can't believe it. I can't believe that just happened. But anyway, we should um, we should we should um, do guesses. Yeah, and scores. Okay. Let's do guesses and scores. Um, so I'm going to rip the band aid off and just tell you all three really quickly. Yeah, and then and see if I'm anywhere near. I might yeah. actually. I'll say quickly, but two. Okay. Was what I thought for your anticipation. I thought yeah. you wouldn't, you did not want to watch this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're sitting in the Prince Charles watching the Tales of Sunshine and the Spotless Mind thinking, oh. <laughs> I've got to go watch Moonwalker when I get home. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I was number, but accuracy, ambitious. But that's accurate, yes. I was ambitious with your enjoyment. I thought it would be a four. Because <laughs> <What>? I, <thought, laughs> I thought you'd be like, this is crazy wacko. And I thought you'd find it funny the same way I found Megan funny. <laughs> okay, I'm here. <hearing laughs> so I you. thought you would have actually had fun watching wow. it. Okay. And then... So you're saying... Sorry, what two, was your first? Two, four. <laughs> two, four, and then? And then I thought you would settle on a three. <laughs> wow. Okay, very interesting. Very I, interesting. I don't think I've got... I think I've got one of those right. Okay. Um, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I, three of them, uh, right? <laughs> can you see it on the camera or shall I read it out? Read it out. One, one and two. Oh, wow. I mean, listen, it's harsh, but wow. let me explain it. Let me explain it. Listen. You don't need to. You already have for the last I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I felt very, um, oh shit, I need to suggest a new thing. This is, <laughs> this is literally... <laughs> My favourite childhood film. It's like we suggesting the Lion King out here or something. I don't know. So if I felt like I was not. I was like, oh, fine. Um, it's ended up to being a, a fruit for a much more interesting conversation than I realised. So I feel bad about that. One, the one, the second one of enjoyment during. I do not feel bad about because like <laughs> I just it was you saw the smooth criminal set piece right. And when the, and then when they go into a, like a proper breakdown and the cat walks over the piano, I'm and confused. They're all just going you really just said quiet. I haven't seen it for years, and they're just saying all of this shit. Can you tell what's going on? <laughs> it's in here from in childhood. Head. Is it literally from childhood? Well, no, but the smooth criminal music oh. video I've seen multiple times, but it's right, taken from the movie. right, 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 right. No, no. Listen, my one enjoyment was not. Lots of isolated bits were enjoyable, and I, I do feel bad because some of it did have me actually cackling, laughing, like what's going on in terms of the plot stuff. And some of the music videos, like I say, stand alone, the bad video, that was super fun. Um, yeah, Smooth Criminal was amazing, but like, oh, I'm sorry, this that you bringing that up justifies my one. The whole five, ten minutes before that, like there's kids and they're shooting at him, and Michael, and it's like. He's a gangster now with a hat, and Joe Pesci's trying to kill him, and he's got a whole gang. He's like, kill him! And I was just like, and somehow he ends up at a big bar doing the smooth criminal, and there just there was just no, no. Oh, you, I feel oh, you couldn't connect it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> it just lost me. I'm so sorry. Two for afterwards because the more I think, basically one out of those two points, one of those points is, oh, that's actually quite funny yeah and yeah. sweet but the other point is basically like i do feel a bit more connected to you now and your weird childhood <laughs> and falling in love with music to be fair uh, that that is much more of a uh, a hater set of ratings than I've, I've realized in this conversation there was a lot more 
value. Maybe if I'd even, this is the very interesting thing about expectations. Cause I think me and you yeah. were talking about whether it's the menu or ever going in without expectations. Right. Yeah. If I'd gone in and someone had told me just take it as like some music videos put together, I would have actually probably given it like a three at least. Okay. Honestly, I'm sweat. And it's like, it's more that I was almost being, I was almost enjoying being like, Oh, I'm the critic and there's no plot. Blah, 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 because I was like expecting a sort of film. So, um, Listen, I'm hating, but I am loving. I'm coming around to loving. A lot of it was beautiful. Um, some of it's some of it's undeniable. So I feel like me hating here is like the most, you know, a bot on Twitter with two followers having a go at a yeah. Grammy winner or something. Like he's multiple very successful. Grammy winner. <laughs> Listen, multiple, multiple, multiple. Um, you know, some of it was amazing, and I appreciate why he helped you fall in love with music and. Yeah, he's one of the best performers of the last century. I feel like we can't deny it. If I had to pick any of the those words, mm-hmm. that's like the first one that comes to mind because, mm-hmm. yeah, this word kept popping up in my head of just inhuman. Like, humans shouldn't be able to perform like that. And the thing is, you see it in his earliest childhood performances. Yeah. Like, how is he that natural? And I bet, like, outside of the set, he's a child and I've, like, worked with children for many years and it's like, he mm-hmm. can't be that confident, put together a, a being. So the fact that he yeah. performs like that is incredible. Don't get me wrong. Um, most of this podcast is me apologizing for my ratings. I will let you take over now, my friend. And so, uh, Speaking of performances. There we go. Hey. Nicely done. The Wrestler. The Wrestler, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Starring. Mickey Rourke. There we go. Thank you. It's still very early this morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it. it? I watched it on a TV because I watch wow. content on TV, not a laptop, Jeff. Good for you. That's proper. <laughs> no, that's proper. Props to you. Um, what were you expecting? Uh, pretty much what happened. A gritty movie mm. about a washed up wrestler, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> that is what yeah. Um, which was... More difficult to watch than I thought. No. And not because every time a scene ended, it cut it back to a strip strip club, which <laughs> seemed to happen more often than I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Literally, yeah. there's some gritty scene and Mickey Rourke's at a deli counter or he's in his caravan or he's having a heart attack in a forest and then suddenly, snap, mm. back to the strip club. There's Marissa <laughs> yeah. Tomei. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs out around a pole. And <laughs> I just thought some of that was a little unnecessary for me. Okay. Um, you thought they were laying that, it on a bit thick with the gritty. Yeah, str- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just thought you've established she's a stripper, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they kept having to establish she was a stripper. And I, she's I know a stripper, though. Of all the things we should be talking about in this movie, it shouldn't be Marissa <laughs> Tomei and yeah. a stripper career. Um, but other than that, it, it, there, there, there were some really good moments. Um, the the hardcore match was very difficult to watch mm. Um, mm. where he's getting staples in his back and mm. and I actually wasn't expecting the post-match suddenly vomit and heart attack in the room. Mm. And I actually liked the fact that they, they covered most of wrestling within the first 20 minutes or 25 minutes of the movie. Right. Then, bam, now his struggle to try and find something else that he can do. And mm. then I actually enjoyed those, there was that scene where he walked into the deli counter as if he was walking... On, into a match through a curtain yeah. and you could hear the crowd chant and then he walked out the deli counter he wasn't quite sure and then yeah. I just wanted more Mickey Rourke at the deli yeah. counter because he had a lot yeah. of fun that's really interesting salad and ham and yeah. <laughs> so when I went to the Darren Aronofsky Q&A a few weeks ago the yeah. the person doing the interview selected the clip of Mickey Rourke at the deli counter like getting people's orders 
yeah, Darren yeah. Aronofsky, because that's just a fun little two-minute scene, right? Where he's like, hey, buddy, here mm. you go. And he's, you remember he even like throws one of the sandwiches yeah, yeah. to the guy, right? So apparently, according to Aronofsky, she was, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad you picked that clip because a lot of that was improvised and a lot of that was done with actual customers who really? were just asked to be in the film. Yeah, they weren't even, some of them weren't even actors. And apparently, um, Darren Aronofsky's parents were also in the background of one of those shots as, as customers too. And it was just like a really good scene to show like how in character he got. Um, yeah. I love that scene too because it's like look at him feeling himself yeah. and like he's a wrestler really but here he is at the deli but like it's yeah. not all just sad doom and gloom it's like yeah but then I got really sad okay tell me about the sadness you know well no just because then he ruined it all <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he did and, and he, correct me if I'm wrong tell me did I see our truth in this movie wow it's a chance oh wow let me let me I thought you would know no this is the thing I actually had this thought um, you ended up proving me a bit wrong because I thought we were both going to agree that, like, actually it's kind of... Yeah, he is in um, The Wrestler. Good shout. Well spotted. Yeah, I, um, I thought you were going to agree that, like, it's going to be a funny one that we're recommending things that we haven't seen. Like, if I recommend you something I haven't seen for, like, years and years. Yeah. So, like, we should start recommending things slightly fresher so we can actually both speak to it. But yeah. It's funny. You ended up remembering all of Moonwalker. <laughs> I don't remember the wrestler. I just went to this Darren Aronofsky talk. But um, I just one. Well, it's, it's like the other week when I actually tried to watch Dark Quiet Death as well. Yes, yes. Pod, you tried to. I just wanted to freshen my mind. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. I'm glad you uh, did that because I feel like that did yeah. help. Um, one question for me because I do remember the feeling of the film quite strongly. Mm. Did how how early on did you feel like invested in Mickey Rourke's character, or or did you at all? Like, did he win you over? Did you feel bad for him? Quite, quite early on, to mm. be honest. Mm. Well, it depends what you. He's a flawed character. He is. Were you he rooting is a for him? Character. Yeah, until he then went and ruined it. Yeah, he did ruin <laughs> it. You're harping on on the ruined it, but he did. Well, it's hard to get away from. He, he made up with his daughter. He yep. got a job in a deli counter, and I can't quite remember why he then suddenly decided to. Oh, I think he was at home and he's bored, so he went to a wrestling match, and then it led to them going to a bar, and then yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, that's something. Dinner. Something we hear about, whether it's the pro athletes or, or wrestlers or whatever, just the the high they get from the performing, how hard that is to give up. I think it really illustrated that well. And basically, yeah. you know, coming back to a, another theme for today of pyrotechnics and the glitz and glamour, um, you and I have been known over the years not to not to dwell on it, but we've been known mm. to occasionally. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Watch a wrestling show, catch one here or there. It's been a while. It's been a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, it's a very different world to what you see in that film, right? Yeah. And what you see in that film is the more typical, you know, it's a lot more gritty and crazy shit going down. But I guess it's the equivalent of like, oh, it's Ed Sheeran playing at the O2 compared to like a guy like going to open mics every week and trying to make a living off that stuff. Like it's the equivalent of the working, yeah, in quotes, musician, the working wrestler. So like I always find films like that quite heartening because it's like, some people are out here doing that stuff because they literally have no choice and it's like all they're good at and gosh if they could just like scrape together a living that's good enough but they are still like out here dreaming and stuff like that i love those kinds of films because they're also desperately sad and their lives aren't fully together and things like this but we have to you know spoilers included now because you've uh we're we're always a spoiler spoilery show and you've already Mm -hmm. talked about him ruining it but talk to me about how you felt at the end i feel like this is a key the very Sorry. last scene. How did? <laughs> <laughs> Not the fact that the, the woman he'd been chasing the entire yep. movie yep. came and tried to stop him oh. from from wrestling and potentially killing himself. Yes, and he just went, 
Nah. <laughs> he's like, tortured guy. They don't love me out there. They love me out there. And he pointed oh. to like the fans cheering. I was like, well, she literally just traveled. I don't know how far from her. Yeah. She left her strip club gig, which yeah. she was doing quite well at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, 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 you know, come and, come and see you and save you. And you just said no. So I mean, that's, sad. that's a pretty profound point to me with some of these performers, man. Even a, I hate to tie this parallel, but even a Michael Jackson is, once you're used to it and that's almost mm. what you internalize, it is hard to accept love in real life. And it is easier yeah. to accept it from a crowd strangers. where there's no strangers and the, the roar and the adrenaline. And that's the way, because I feel like that's a big reason they even struggle to retire and stuff like that is that's like one of the, the biggest ways they get affirmed as a person, some of these performers. So mm. that, that, that sad ending, I think the reason I find it sad similar to you is like, I just find it really like true. Yeah. I feel like a lot of... A lot but we of it, don't know. No. No. We don't maybe know that he, he was died. Fine. Maybe he was he fine. Was at, he was struggling. Didn't yeah. look too great. No. <laughs> Matey boy was telling him to bring it home. And he was Matey like, nah, mate, I'm going to climb up this top rope and smash my elbows. And oh, there was a great comment about Kurt Cobain ruining music as well. In this oh, movie. yeah. A good yeah, quote. In the pub, they're in the pub listening to 80s yeah. stuff. And then oh, it's like, like, oh, the the cry, cry baby Kurt ruined it all or something like that and i was just like nice I that's like that. hilarious that that's is nice just touch. that is a nice touch because that is what he would think isn't it that's great and uh, for yeah. a lot of people that's that's uh true uh that's really funny um okay i guess we can get on to some scores yeah so uh, like, what, what do you think i thought jeff okay well <laughs> i was pretty confident beforehand there is something that's happening in in the course of our podcast where the more we talk i'm feeling two different things one is there might very, very subtly, there's a sense of like, my guy just reviewed my thing I love really badly. Fuck him. <laughs> I feel like might creep into things. But have I more... reviewed your thing you love really badly? <laughs> oh, no, but just in general, I feel like we're recommending things that we like, right? Yeah. So it's almost pressure. It's almost like we're kids. <laughs> the yeah. kid equivalent of this podcast is, here, it's play like with my you, toy. I'm you a mixtape. <laughs> I'm letting me a mixtape, but even younger, I'm giving you my favorite toy, and then you come back a week later, this was shit. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, but, uh, and also just, um, I feel like the longer the conversation goes on, that sways you. So actually, the, this is the first time I've changed one rating. I'm not going to say which one during <gasps> our convo. But hey, it's before we've locked it in and said it. Does that not, do you, do you think that's a dodgy one? I locked I locked mine in before the pod started. Is that is that a rule? If we want it to be a rule, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no, there's no. Anyway, okay. So, my, in, in twelve I, years' time, we'll release the rule book, which exactly, will be like exactly. hundred and twenty pages. Should long. we just for our two or three loyal audience members, we'll just mm. put up the Google Doc and share with them, and they can contribute to the podcast and how we're putting it together and help us with these gosh <clears> darn <throat> rules. I yeah. think you were a three for. Before I think, oh, mm. I think I'm just going off the the, th the three was almost a four, but I'm I'm trying to temper it. I feel like I overshoot sometimes. And last week you did seem to be like, oh okay, um, but I do keep bloody suggesting movies, and we're both busy men with lives, so I think a three yeah. is nice and measured. I think a three again for the middle because I it felt very similar to me to I'm, I'm picking lots of films from the 2000s for you right now. Punch Drunk Love, The Wrestler, um, yeah, and like I bet. It hasn't aged as beautifully as I recall it, but there was still lots of enjoyable parts. So I put a three for during. Mm. I put a four afterwards, actually. I feel like this one leaves a not too bad aftertaste. So I went for, I was, I basically, I, I knew it was threes and fours and I just didn't know where to place everything. <laughs> so I've gone three, three, four, but I feel like thinking about it now and seeing your facial expression reactions, I think it might be threes across the board, but I'm not sure. You tell me. 
you, you, you got it. You've won. <laughs> you got a spot on. Let's go. And wow. now I'm sad because I don't know what we do now, other than the fact that you've won this week. <laughs> Can I just show you I got it? That's three, three, four. I can see where you've crossed it out. Yeah, I've got lots of crosses out. So I think we need to assess the rules because I feel like you changed it during this conversation, which is not I, fair because you're hearing my reactions chat. and you're therefore right. knowing what... Hey, 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 okay. If we want to just... If we want to um, not do the whole, or oh, what's the reward, I'll just accept... Yeah. I, I was going to just accept a, a... I mean, because you were well off on the Michael Jackson, to be fair, on the guesses. I was only one off on two of the numbers. <laughs> you're only one off on two of the numbers. Oh, that's true. No. You guessed. Yes. I had... No, okay, yeah, you are. Um, so, with that said, I'm not trying to recommend my own shit because, no. yeah, the, the, but I still, I still, I think that's the first win on the board. It's the first win. Someone got closer, but, uh, yeah. but no, I will, I will gladly accept. If anything now, take, uh, take it as you will. I am looking forward to being recommended something because you gave me a little sneak preview in our messaging. You said, I'm going to be nice this week. And then as we started loading up the recording, why? <laughs> yeah, you didn't say why. And you also had the caveat of not too nice when we pressed record. And I thought, well, of course, but, but yeah. do go on. Just, just, this? just a, no, no, just a yeah. final context. So yeah, Please. three, I was relatively looking forward to the movie. I'd heard good things mm. about oh, it. Yeah. Sorry, you told me it was nominated yeah, yeah. for an Oscar and all that sort of stuff. Sure. And then I kept it at three during because while it was enjoyable, it was also uncomfortable mm-hmm. in, in a lot of places. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a necessarily a pleasant watch apart from those few moments, which were fun. Yes, and then I think in retrospect, the more you dwell on it, it the mm. performance is incredible. Oh, cool! Um, and it, yeah. So that's what I that's actually what think that was. that's that's really nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think a big thing is is afterwards talking about your your scores, the three, three, four, and then. So just one last question, right? Because as I said, it's been a while, maybe, but you do remember what vibe a wrestling show has, a TV yeah, produced yeah. one. Um, a Ring of Honor one. A Ring of as, Honor as they, one, as they, as as they, they had in the, the movie, film. right? Yeah. Um, but with that said, how did you... It's almost like um, you're listening to nothing but Michael Jackson and then suddenly you're thrown into an independent movie about mm. a, a busker, right? How was? How did you find... Which is also that, one of my favourite movies of all time. But we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. What, Once? No, a movie about a busker. I think once is about a busker. What, what movie oh, are you no, thinking? No, I was I was more leaning on Inside Llewyn Davis, but oh mate, don't get me started. Okay, we'll come back yeah. to Inside Llewyn Davis wait. another time. Um, yeah. But yeah, how did just on that level? And trust me, podcast listeners, this isn't a wrestling podcast. Don't worry. Don't get your knickers in a twist. We're barely even going to mention it. Besides me recommending this one movie and probably recommending lots more related things in the future, but don't even worry about that right now. But just, I do wonder how you was that contrast super jarring. How you're what, used between... to seeing that product versus the gritty feel of this film. Like, oh, here's how I want to phrase it was, the question. It was, it was jarring as expected. Jarring I was as expected. Expect- you knew the right. jar. Yeah. Do you feel differently? <laughs> seeing the more glitzy stuff now at all even for like a day a well, half a I minute i still don't like the hardcore oh okay and that level that's always things, been not yeah. your thing right yeah that's not if my anything thing. that put you off more no, give me the Cirque du Soleil flippy floppies and I'm right happy. i'm not yeah. here for you actually self-mutilating yes right <laughs> quite simple with you it's pretty black and white yeah. i hear you um i actually find that stuff super, you know, because I think we've had a discussion previously. Everyone, get your Google machines at the ready. But Nick Gage, a very interesting young man on the mm-hmm. circuit, doing things. Um, yeah, I find that stuff super intriguing. Not saying I'm here loving it, but I do just find it fascinating on a psychological mm-hmm. level, if nothing else. Okay, go. Scores locked in. Explanations. All the talk. All the chat. Listen, Next week, Jeffrey. Tell me. 
um, I would like you to listen to an album. <gasps> Which is what was Whoa. me being nice because that's easier to consume yes. than setting aside 90 minutes, two hours to actually focus on something. You can yes. listen to it on a bus, a train, yes. a plane, or something yeah. like that. Sure. Now, um, there was a band that I liked yes. growing up. Okay. Um, and I listened to them a lot. Mm. Then they went away for a bit. And then mm. back in, I want to say 2016, 2017, they released an album, which I then listened to and actually then enjoyed and got back into. Why is that coming to me? And it, I listened to it a lot when I started running as well. Um, and ever since then, I've been trying to see them on tour. And they're touring again this year because they've got a new album coming out, which is exciting. And they're actually playing two nights of download called Metallica. the No Repeat Sets. <laughs> yes. The whole time you're talking, I was like, it doesn't line up. Because I thought Metallica, I swear to God, straight away. And then you started yeah. saying the dates of when they went away. And I was like, oh, that doesn't line up. But I had no, yeah. sorry. I'm Because I remember Go you ahead. being a big St. Anger fan out there. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, boy. Okay. But, yeah. but no, so the, the I find it really intriguing that they're, they're playing Download. Yeah. And they're playing Thursday night and Saturday night or Thursday night and Sunday night. And they're not repeating any songs in either of the sets. Oh, I is that the gimmick? Really That's awesome. Yeah. That's and I was like, how do I go to download without having to go to download? <laughs> because that's, I find festivals and people annoying these days. Yeah, that's really funny. I feel like that's going to be the theme of your 30s trying to watch music live. How do I go yeah. to it without going to it? I mean, um, I was very close to pitching another album to you. Um, <gasps> wait, I haven't even told you what this album is. Yeah, exactly. This album is called Hardwired dot 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 to self-destruct. <laughs> okay. Isn't that a relatively recent one? Yeah, it's 20, oh, okay. I want to say 2017, 16, 17, something like that came mm. out. And, I, and, I, and at the time I got mad into it. They did, they dropped all these YouTube videos of them coming up with each of the songs mm. um, in the studio oh, and cool. stuff like that. I and love content like that. You know, that's my favorite shit. Yeah. And I think it's about 12 songs. It's probably just over an hour. Um, it's metal. It, you, If you like it, you like it. If you don't, yeah. you don't. But I, I actually really enjoyed the album. They mm. did a great performance at want to say one of the Grammys okay. with Lady Gaga singing on one of the of songs. people, crazy. And during the live performance, um, James Hetfield's microphone didn't work and he got <gasps> a paddy. Well, he didn't get a paddy, but they had to sort of figure it out on the fly. There was just, there's just loads of fun. And there's, there's some good songs on the album. It was a good proper comeback Metallica album. Everyone said it was mm. like them back to their best at the time okay. and stuff like that. I was so, literally going to say, I feel like I'm, I'm, an, uh, I'm somehow aware of Metallica because of you. Um, yeah. And I feel like for like most of the time I've been aware of them, the fans have been like, oh, it's not the same. It's not as good. Mm. The 80s was the shit, right? Is that yeah, generally yeah, yeah. the thing? So I assumed that similar to Death Magnetic or whatever, that people would also, because from what it looks like on Spotify, that's actually yeah. their last album of original material, 2016. And like they've got new singles coming out in 2023 yeah. for an album this year. But that's... Yeah however many years right nearly eight years um so i just assume that was another one that their true fans are like still not as good but you're saying no. actually a lot of the critical feeling was quite nice yep and they went on a massive tour following mm. it um which probably ended just before covid so you have to remember that there are two oh, years okay. of yes nothing for a lot of people these days isn't there oh so, mate you're making me do it this is awesome this is like yeah. another thing that's happening in this pod is stuff that we've flirted for years with getting the other into and like touched <laughs> You're like, no, you have to just do it. Sorry, mate. This is great yeah. in a way. I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, and for yeah. the listeners to have context, I feel like next week or next week's episode, I will um, I will ask Chris to like speak similar to this week with um, Michael Jackson Moonwalker. I'll get him to elaborate on how he became a fan of this band and our little 
relationship with this band. He's talking about Saint Anger. So we'll elaborate a bit <laughs> on that next week. But I'm actually looking forward to it. I will even seek out this this Lady Gaga performance. That sounds hilarious. And I and do then love... they actually mm. on YouTube they actually have the dress rehearsal of how it was meant oh, to go okay, as well. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and I there's do, a little I, making of video of them rehearsing and coming up with it and stuff as well. So. I do love um every now and again where there's like a super big deal band and I'm like, oh I'm actually gonna give them a try. I do love this thing of let me just listen to the most recent album because it's usually the one that isn't the one, you know? Mm. It's, it's like, this is what we're working on now and that always intrigues me more than necessarily like just going straight to the greatest hits or something. So I love that you've picked this one because I was like, oh, he's going to pick like one of the classics, Master of Puppets, something. I'm actually just ah. intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> and it's really funny that you've picked that, Christopher, because I am suggesting to you this week an album and it was locked in before... I had any inkling that this was going to be where you were going, and I was very surprised this is where you were going. But mm. hey, you can listen to it on a plane, on a train, on a whatever. You can listen to it on a run. <laughs> Part of the appeal. I feel like, yeah, the longer we go, we both landed at the same. Like, listen, we're yeah. putting the other one out, always having to sit down in a room, no tabs, no phone. It's a lot, yeah. right? So let's try something like, go different. Go for a walk. <laughs> go for a walk, mate. Enjoy some fresh air. Hang out with your, your loved ones or your pet and put this one in the background or something. You're fine. Um, mm -hmm. Probably slightly longer listen than uh i don't listen <laughs> you're okay to it's actually technically a double album so you're okay to split oh it into God. one and two but similar to metallica the time frame is very different this is more like a year or so ago but similar to metallica we have been talking about this one and this is again me saying listen we talked about it very briefly let me push you over the edge let me force you to listen to it the album is mm. called dragon new warm mountain i believe in you and it is by the artist big thief and it was released in 2022 and I think you can remember me absolutely losing my mind over this album um, yeah. and really being desperate for you to, to listen to it and to, to just I dive into it. Yes. Started it. I think you multiple did. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I think you've started it multiple times in a car, on a car journey. I feel like mm. nothing in you was against it. It's just a yeah. bit a literal push is needed to like actually figure out if we can swim what was in the these name waters. Of it again, sorry? <laughs> Dragon. Really New Warm Mountain. I believe in you. Dragon. <laughs> new warm mountain <laughs> you couldn't get comma, two more different like, no no commas it's you. all just it's all one run on all capitals um letters to begin each word dragon new warm mountain i believe in you i feel like this is hardwired a code word to self-destruct <laughs> <laughs> to be fair hardwired yeah you couldn't get two more different album titles and the funny thing about the hardwired if i double check is I think it had an ellipsis. It was like dot, dot, dot. Let me see again. Mm -hmm. If it has dot, yeah. dot, dot, I'm losing yeah, my yeah. mind laughing. It's so that you know how to sing it when it comes up into the song. <laughs> oh, really? Because he literally wired, screams hardwired to self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. So next week we'll have a, a brand new... Super, a music special. A music special. A, a brand new super stoked Metallica fan who's going to be wearing all the merch and going to download a brand new Big Thief <sighs> fan who's going to go see them I at really Shepherd's Bush Empire. You really do want it. I feel like this is part really of do. what we need it's to like get to passage. the bottom of yeah. um, in next week's pod is if you go, how are you going to go? Who are you going to take? I feel like you have from, from our past, you have a few Metallica loving friends who might want to go with you. That might make Possibly. the journey a bit easier. Uh, hell, hold on. Is your long it's play that thing, here? Jeff. It's that thing. Tell you me, you go me. to the movies on your own and stuff like that. Sometimes I you do. just want to do your own thing. You do. We've, we've spoken about before how I went to Radiohead on my own and it was yes. great because you're not worried. I don't think we have on the pod, by the way. I don't think we have on the pod going to radio. Oh, no, 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 sorry. I, I'm yes. talking about real life. I forget yeah, I that we're actually recording. <laughs> I thought we were just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, but it's a bit like some of the things we love the most going alone. It's it's fine. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, and you went to, was it the Manchester Radiohead gig alone? Yeah, yeah. And it's mm. just like, when you take other people, you, you, you almost, you enjoy it, but then you're always conscious of, are they having a good time? Can they see because they're small? Mm. All that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and being a tall person, I can stand anywhere most of the time. Yes. Um, I can so it's one of those things that I'd, I'd, I'd probably happy like go to get a day ticket and just wander over to Donington and just... That's kind of cool. That's a nice <laughs> yeah. little day out. Yeah. And then you're less bothered. Um Dude, I can't, I'm kind of encouraging it, but maybe I'll land somewhere differently and after I listen to the album. If you enjoy the album, Jeff, I'll take you with me. Yeah, oh, bless you. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if this podcast leads to me going to download. I definitely did not see this one coming. The <laughs> Is Jeff Going to Download episode. Um, I mean, I do find it hard not to buy tickets to things, so we'll see how that one goes. Do you know how much yeah. they are? Have you got a friend to go with you to Arctic Monkeys yet? No, I have <laughs> Oh, why, had, why, did, why did I pick bloody Big Thief? I should have picked Arctic Monkeys. I feel like I've given you, uh, for the listeners' context, I got two tickets to Arctic Monkeys, and then uh, turns out I thought everyone's a big fan of Arctic Monkeys and it'll be easy to find someone to go with me, and everyone's very chill about it and not wanting to come. So I'm like, I asked Christopher. Christopher was like, mm, probably not. I'm not a big fan, but maybe, um, just because I think I gave him some of my hyped energy. I sent one song for him to listen to. I think, to be fair to him, while he was on holiday, he did not... Either either he got round to it and didn't care, or he didn't get round to it. It was one of the two, let's all be honest. And but, I'll let you know, I don't know which one of the two it was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will very much keep you posted on the Arctic Monkeys front, because you're... <laughs> When's you're still, the gig? What's the countdown? To yeah, Arctic exactly. Monkeys? It's something uh, later this year. I think it's the summer. And... Uh, uh, whether you're willing or not, you're still the front runner. I think you told me where it was, and then yeah. I was like, "Oh, is it, I think like, it was at the Emirates." West Ham. Oh, Emirates. Oh dear. <laughs> it just makes me not want to go even more. If you said it was like somewhere else, <laughs> what is that? What just because of the footy? Well, I don't know. Just stadium, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's standing it's, it's as more well. That um, Chili's are playing uh, Tottenham, I think, stadium. Cool. How do you feel about that? We're not into the stadium shows. Dude, the tickets are insane. General standing for the Chili's is like 230 quid. Nah. What's going on? What's actually happening with ticket prices? Um, Meanwhile, how much did uh, Tell Sunshine cost you? Yeah, six quid. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not uh, that's not that's That's what we're actually trying to do. Um, this is such an enjoyable episode. I feel like this could go on and on and on. We just need a few... Th- listen, people We need an intro there. and an outro. We need an intro and an outro. <laughs> we need... Um, we're at 58 minutes, by the way. Just we're at 58 minutes. Uh, we're so close to an hour. Um, yeah. Have uh, What was I going to say? I think you'd Bye. smashed the 30-second game. Yeah, no, buys coming up. You st- I just wanted to say, let's do a recap yeah. of the episode. So we started with the 30-second game. I'm kidding. Don't worry. Your little face. But you smashed the 30-second game. That was good. I had this idea that we would do the 30-second game and then fall apart, either laughing or applauding, and then go into the intro and then come back to the episode welcome is that, that what was, it was that's what i was trying for but then obviously we're just talking a lot and we don't have an intro um next week stay tuned we might have one um mm-hmm. i'll see you soon for a podcast i always mm-hmm. remember how i've been introducing them but as i'm not a fan it. of the podcast yet <laughs> listening i forget how we end them how do we end them i, I speak about inspector gadget no oh, don't do that again <laughs> i just did <laughs> What else do we do? What else is a typical sign-off for the cultural content consumption appraisal hour? Is it me trying to hang on and you trying to go? Thank you for the handful of people out there listening. Yeah, that's really nice that you're listening. We've had fun. I enjoyed watching stuff. Jeff didn't. Um, (laughs) I feel like most of... (laughs) Listen, Christopher, I love you, man. I like Michael Jackson, too. I came back around. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. It 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 was quite magical. It was just weird. See, like, why don't you lead with that? 
<laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. We've been the cultural content consumption articulation hour. <laughs> yes. And, and if it were a competition, I won, mm-hmm. but it's not. You did Thankfully win. for Chris. It's one nil to Jeff. Let's go. We can agree it's one nil to Jeff. Fantastic. And we're not going to try and collate scores and come up with an, you know. But now that I've closest, won, yes, we are. <laughs> Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye.